SMQBs. This is episode Charles Barkley, Walter Sweetness Payton, and Lenny Bias. That's right, episode 34, NFL Week 3 coverage. Uh, we finally, finally got a pick right between the five of us. We got to talk a little Ryder Cup action, uh, MLB postseason, perhaps one of the greatest hitting runs that Major League Baseball has ever seen. And of course, Punchable Face of the Week in a really, really deserving Ted Lasso moment. Check it out. Leave us five star review. Have fun. Enjoy the episode. Thanks. SMQBs, this is your Charles Barkley, your Walter Payton, and your, yes, Len Bias episode. This is SMQBs episode 34. House, what is the best part about your team playing on Monday night? That we don't have to talk about whether or not they lost at the time of the podcast. That is exactly <laughs> it. By the time, by the time uh, we record uh, again, uh, no one here will remember how bad Jalen Hurts played. So you are off the hook. That is the uh, best thing. Uh, you are so lucky. All right, House. NFL week three. What the hell is going on in the NFL? Yo, let me tell you something. Uh there are some crazy, crazy. Uh, we talked about week two about upside down. There are some really weird upside down records. Look, Denver has played nobody yet, but Denver is three and zero. The Chiefs yep. are one and two, two. Two of those games are the Giants and the Jets. Let's keep that in mind. That's true, and I think <laughs> the other one might might be Jacksonville or something like that. Yeah, yeah but there, that was Jacksonville. On, yeah, I mean that's who's on the schedule. But the NFL week three. Did not disappoint. I think we're starting to see a little bit about the cream rising to the top, the crap going to the bottom. Uh, I would say that NBC Sunday Night Football has some franchise on its hands. If you guys did not see the end of the Green Bay San Francisco game, holy mackerel. What a performance by Aaron Rodgers. 37 seconds to get the ball back and overcome a really great played game by Jimmy G. The Rams served notice over Tampa Bay, that this thing is not a cakewalk for you. Um, yeah, you should be nervous, Milk. No, I'm nervous. I'm He's fine. crying. That's why he doesn't have any video on. <laughs> milk Milk called that game. That's the only uh, thing he's gotten right in a while. The, the Vikings could very well be 3-0, and have lost some two very close games, and then really put the beat down on Seattle. Um, I think Rooster's very favorite quarterback of the moment, Justin Herbert, uh, and the Chargers really showed up the Chiefs. I love Bron Justin Herbert. Yeah, you do. The Bron Browns have a suffocating defense that demolished the Bears. The vaunted Washington football team Ooh. defense has some serious problems. Fire Rock Del of the week. Fire Rock Del of the week. Serious problems. We won't even talk about any team that plays football in New York the Jets and Giants can just get on a ship and leave this country because they are 
New York should be furious. That whole city, if you like football, professional football, and, you, you, and you're in New York, you should be furious. John, John Mara got booed at halftime when he was uh, uh, introducing Eli Manning. I, I thought the Falcons were great, though. I mean, <laughs> they need to fire uh, uh, Jason Garrett immediately. Because remember, House, what you said that the Giants need to do offensively? After game yeah. two, they, didn't they did not run the quarterback run option at all against the Falcons. They, they just what? the guy has isn't, the least imagination when calling. Isn't the, the first problem just having Jason Garrett as a coach? Yeah, he Why needs to go. He him? needs to go immediately. He should be fired tomorrow. Go ahead. Wow. Sorry to interrupt. I mean, it's bad. Um, Kyler Murray is for real. I mean, the team was down 19-10 late in the third quarter, and he just Zoop. I mean, the, the defense showed up too, but Arizona is good. The Titans um, pretty much are showing that division. Uh, they're back in charge. Derrick Henry's a beast. And I don't know, Milk, you might have written off Jameis just a little too quickly again. Oh, really? Jameis and the Saints, 28-13 over New England. Jameis Winston did nothing in that game. He threw for 128 yards. His defense won won that game for him, That's and true. the defense had he got so quarter. lucky. He threw he he threw a ball into the end zone. He wasn't even looking. He was getting <laughs> sacked. Typical Jameis throw should have been picked. He got a lucky TD. It was That's very true. annoying. The Saints D is actually <laughs> Saints D is really good. They had eight eighteen quarterback pressures in that game, uh, and I'm not sure that Mac Jones is ready for prime time after all. But it was an exciting week. The biggest thing of the week. Guys, what was the biggest thing of the whole week? Flash the Gordon kick. is going to the, the kick. Show. Justin <laughs> the Tucker. That was Tucker. The kick was amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. 66 yards. He took a little hop before he launched it. It was unbelievable for for Justin Tucker, but it was also unbelievable that it was Detroit. Like yeah. that is just so <laughs> yes. something yeah. that happens to Detroit. <laughs> There's just well, no words. The Ravens should be one and two. I mean, that's who would have predicted predicted that. They showed it last <sighs> night on Sunday Night Football that Tom Dempsey over the Lions with a record setter for the Saints. Then Justin Tucker tied the record over the Lions, and then Justin Tucker comes back and breaks his own record over the Lions. <laughs> Sixty-six <laughs> yards. That is unbelievable. Well, listen, the Lions play a very important place in the NFL every year. They make guys like me and Rooster and you, House, not feel so bad about our dismal right. teams year after year. It's you well, know, that's what all the videos of the of the kick from the stands. It's almost like yeah. the reaction from the Lions fans. It's it's almost acceptance at this point. I'm just yeah. I'm just I'm just pissed that the Lions may get the first pick instead of the Giants. Well that's what I was going to ask <laughs> right. you guys about. I mean truly I know we're focusing like on who's going to maybe make the playoffs, who's the team to beat this year, but already there's some 0-3 teams that the season is pretty much over. Of these 0-3 teams, do any of them have a hope that one day it's going to turn around? Is Jacksonville or the Jets or the Giants, are these teams capable of turning it around? Well, those of those three, you got to think the Giants have the, the least hope. Because at least Jacksonville 
Well, at least Jacksonville and, and the Jets have brand new young quarterbacks. I mean, the brand new young quarterback that the Giants have, Danny Dimes, is at best serviceable. I mean, at best, he belongs as a starter in the NFL. That's probably the best you're going to get from him. At least the other two teams have a little hope that they could have the next Mahomes on their hand. Uh, Gi- Giants the, have uh, two, the Jets? two of the first 10 draft picks this coming uh, I think the, I think they're gonna. Well, how'd they do in the draft last year? Well, they're gonna have they're gonna get rid of Gettleman for sure. I think the Jets are in the worst situation because I think Zach. I mean, unless something changes dramatically, he could be a massive bust. Yeah, yeah but after I feel well, like after week one, we were all saying he looked really good in week one. So I mean, you know, he's a young guy. If he can if he can play like he did in week one then he's going to be a, a, a massive... Yeah, I mean, uh, it is three games. Yeah, I think the Jaguars are in the best situation. It, it, it is three games. Urban Meyer being their coach, and he'll certainly quit maybe in midseason this year. <laughs> so we yeah, have... I was going to ask that. Oh, we have yeah, he'll have, he'll, out, right? he'll, we have, have we some have, heart issues that come up around yeah, week 10. Right. We have five undefeated teams, the Raiders, Broncos, Panthers, Rams, and Cardinals. Of those, does anyone think that the uh, beyond the Rams and the Cardinals, those are legit teams that are going to go far in the playoffs? Hey, same again. Same again. Raiders, Broncos, Panthers, Rams, and Cardinals are all undefeated. I think the see, Rams are only the legit team. Well, the Cardinals look pretty good. In fact, the two highest scoring teams after three weeks at 103 points are the Cardinals and who else? Who do you think? Cardinals. Well, probably Bills? Buffalo. Bills? Buffalo after was getting 43 yesterday. The Bucks. That shows you how bad your defense is, Milk. Uh, it's bad. You, the Bucks and the Cardinals have scored the most points this year after three games. Yeah. But the teams that are the teams that have lost a game that look really good to me are like you say, the Bills and the Chargers, maybe the Titans. And who knows? The Bucks could pull it together with their defense. Well, the yeah, Chargers should be three and zero. Yeah, the Chargers are a really good two and one team. Yeah, I know I was laughed at last week because this was my lock of the week, and people laughed at me. Look who's laughing now! But nobody's talking about the Panthers. I'm telling you, they're three and zero. Milk. I'm really laughing good. hard at you because I'm remembering you saying that the Steelers are back and Big Ben is. <laughs> A rejuvenated quarterback. They're horrible. Like I said, they're horrible. Well, I thought I, you wish Pope was here to talk about how Najee Harris was going to save the whole franchise, right? Yeah. How's, that, how's that working out? I will say that I agree with Milk that uh, the Panthers actually look pretty decent. I think the Sam Darnold change of scenery has yep. worked out for him. I was impressed how they played without McCaffrey. Um, they still have a good defense. I don't think the, of those teams, the Panthers and the Raiders are going to go deep, but I think they both have a shot at making the playoffs. Yeah. I, well, I'm yeah. impressed with the Raiders too. They're pretty, they're pretty resilient. I, I think the Broncos are going to fade once they hit a hard part of their schedule. Oh yeah. I, I think, I think resiliency is really important in the NFL. There's, there's no question about it, but they, by the hair of their chinny chin chin, beat the Dolphins, who were playing with who was their quarterback? Yesterday? Jacoby Brisket. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's mean, Gator, baby. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they're that was not a good performance uh, for them necessarily. What's going on with the Chiefs' defense? I mean, they're they're one and two for a reason. It's not like they're not scoring points. They're scoring a lot of points. Well, they give up these these huge amounts of points early in the game, and yep. then they're always coming back late. Guys, I, I don't, I, I, it, it's been a while since I played uh, college football. You guys remind my right college football. I remember days, you but, at Penn State, man. Yeah, was that electric football? Yeah, you were good. Can you guys explain to me what the hell goes wrong with these teams in the last minute on their defense? Why nobody can play, just buckle down and play defense. Why does, why do these offenses have such an advantage in the last prevent defense schemes? Never. I I think they rarely work. They're, they're really bad. Prevent you from winning. Yeah. It's like you've, you've played aggressively the whole game. You've locked down the other team and now the coach says, all right, everyone lay back. And let them school, let them catch balls in front of you. Well, it's just that's just one missed tackle away from a touchdown. The Raiders, uh, Miami game, and the Green Bay San Francisco game, both those teams, it was like all of a sudden in the last minute, it was a track meet by the offenses against both defenses. It was, it was really amazing. I don't understand well, the, it. The other question is, you know, some of the throws and the, and the, some of the you know the plays that they call and they make, right? Like. Like the throw that Rodgers made down to the 50-yard line, I mean, first of all, he's about the only guy, maybe maybe one of three guys in the NFL who could make that throw. But if it's the first quarter of the game and it's 0-0 or 7 nothing or something like that, is he taking that chance and throwing that ball? Maybe Rodgers does. But I wonder if that's part of it, too, that the offenses loosen up a little bit and just go for it. Yeah. Maybe they need to do that more often. I'll tell does you. Anyone, mass- does anyone? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say the mastery of that play, that series by Rodgers. I mean, these defenses are trying to take away the sideline pass so you can't stop the clock. But Aaron Rodgers knows exactly how long it takes to make that throw, even though it's in the middle of the field, get up to the line. He did it twice in a row with 37 seconds, backed up to his pretty much his own goal line and still got off a winning field goal using the middle of the field. Incredible. No timeouts. If you were... Kyle Shanahan, would you start Trey Smith week four? Because Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, Trey isn't Lance. going to get Trey it. Lance. Trey, Lance. Trey Lance, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is not uh, a pro, you know, oh, Super Bowl He had Bowl a nice game last night. Not Super Bowl winning. He had a nice game last night. I don't know. He it, takes it, he takes too many sacks. He's He overthrows it, a, a lot of guys. He doesn't hit him in stride. Like... He'll complete a 15-yard pass that could have been a 40-yard pass if he led the guy into a running catch. He actually you know, kind of had. A, yeah, he. I guess he didn't have that great a game. It's. I think it's a tough call with these guys. I was watching Rex Ryan, who you know I don't really take much of what he says for 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 that much, but but he was talking about the Bears needing to play. Uh, fields, right? Like you're not showing any confidence in the young quarterback. He's supposed to be a franchise guy. I don't know. I think I, I don't have a problem with sitting these guys. You, you've made a big investment in them. I mean, I watched a lot of talented quarterbacks come to Washington and just get crushed for a season because the offense was no good. The offensive line wasn't ready to protect them, whatever. And, you know, I mean, listen, D- Derek Carr, what was his brother, David Carr? 
Yeah, right? he was David a talented Carr, guy who got destroyed. He, he just got his career ruined because, you know, you can only get hit by 400-pound guys so many times before you, you get happy feet in the pocket, right? So you'd like to see Lance play because he is a talent, but I don't know. You got, if you take, if you play the, the, the long ball here, is it so bad to let him sit back and watch? Cause Grappolo is obviously more than serviceable. I think it's best to let him sit back. I, 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 I think you have to have it very special upstairs to go through a two and 15 season and be able to come back and be good the next year. It will mess with your head. And a lot of these guys are going to have that Zach Wilson, might not have mm-hmm. maybe one or two wins for the Jets. The same with Mac Jones. You know, I, I think you can learn a lot holding that clipboard. I think Trey Lance, to me, looks like the best of the five so far. He's got a, he's, I mean, they're already putting him in in the red zone, and the defense doesn't know what to do. He's also on the best team, though. He's That's a good point. That's a good around. point. Yeah. So, the, Bears, the Bears' offensive line is horrendous. It's worse than the Giants. Yeah, I... I I mean, I I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing pretty well too, though. I mean, he's not getting, he's he's, I mean, he's getting he's kind of getting better every game. If you haven't noticed, I mean, they were winning that game yesterday at into the third quarter. It's true. And then of course, Kyler Murray came back. But hey, Milk, your 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 Bucks had won nine straight until yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how did it feel? <laughs> when Deshaun Jackson tied the NFL record Ugh. for a greater than 75 yard touchdowns, you guys will remember, certainly Russo will remember Lance Allworth. Oh, yeah. nine 75 yard plus touchdowns. How that feel when Djax scored on his old team milk? Oh God, you guys have been through this. Isn't it just horrible when Djax scores on you? I just Horrible. hate that guy. I think it's just. I think he did it to us too. After we had him, he went back to the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, no, we then he went and scored from the Bucks on you. I think yeah. Chris, you and I were walking out of a game watching uh, the end of maybe the Eagles Giants game, and Djax returned a kick for a touchdown to win the game in the closing seconds. When, when was that? Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. remember. That yeah, awesome. yeah. It's one of the greatest Eagles awesome. kids of all time. Oh God. <laughs> Game was in the bag, just like this Sunday when Adoree Jackson dropped an interception right in his hands. Game was in the bag, and we blew it. Let's do our uh, our Paul Krause takeaways. Uh, how's what's your takeaway from Week Three? Well, my my takeaway is it's really hard to repeat as a Super Bowl champion or even as a Super Bowl finalist. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, are going to have bullseye on their chest all year long and it's going to be a tough road to get back where they were yes it's early but the bucks defense has got problems the chiefs have all kinds of problems and i don't think they're the runaway favorites anymore well one loss and he's burying you what's your what's your i mean jeez Hey, doubt Tom. Just doubt him. Doubt Tom Brady. You should cut Tom Brady right now. Yeah, Tom Brady. I I will say there were two guys on the field yesterday that I think were um, all state insurance agents last week. So <laughs> I didn't even know who they were. We were down to like our practice squad dudes, but I'm not making excuses. They kicked our ass. Um, what's your my takeaway is. You know, we were we were really high on Mac Jones, and I think just 
got to keep things in perspective and rookies always come back to being rookies. He threw three interceptions yesterday. He had a 50.3 QBR rating. Um, and he made Jameis Winston look like a all-star quarterback, even though he threw for 128 yards and had a 68% QBR. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it just – you got to keep things slow with these guys, keep it in perspective. Um, not that I'm not salivating after that performance. Uh, Bucks at Saints – or at New England next Sunday night. So, we'll see. That, nobody's going to be watching that. Okay, Rooster, what's your what's no. your takeaway? All right. Two takeaways. One, one is specially for milk. Number one, the Steelers suck. <laughs> after 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 three games, oh, after three games, they've they have scored a good defense. They've you scored are... fifty points in three games. Um, the number two is there are new sheriffs in town with some really great, relatively young quarterbacks. Um, not not including Matthew Stafford, who's no longer young. But man, on this new team on the Rams, they look really good. He's I I really was looking forward to watching him play on a good team, and he's doing really well. The Cardinals are, I think, taking a huge step forward this year, as are the Bills and the Chargers with their young quarterbacks. There's some exciting teams out there to watch. Um, in addition to the Bucks and, and the Chiefs, it's, I think it's going to be a fun year all, all the way around. Well, there's, um, there's a lot of love in the SMQBs today because my takeaway is along those lines, along house yours, um, I mean, the Rams have served notice. This is the, they're the they're the favorite in the NFC. Um, Stafford looks unbelievable. The uh, the boy wonder um, Sean McVay, uh, who who we will forever regret losing. He was your coach, DC right? Staff. Oh yeah, he was he was on our staff. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and uh, he looks like every bit is as good as people thought he was now that he has a legit quarterback uh, throwing the ball for him. So that, that was my takeaway is that this is the Rams conference to lose at this point. Sorry, milk. So before uh, we, we go on, I, there's still one game left in the NFL this week, and I'll just uh, remain silent on this and get your guys prediction on tonight's big game. Pain. Are you sure you want our prediction? My prediction is pain. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Eagles upset the Cowboys. Eagles upset. It's just my the gut Cow- feeling. What's the line on that game? Four and a half. Oh. No. Let's see. Uh, I think it was like Cowboys minus three and a half. Yeah, it's Cowboys minus three and a half. Look. Yeah. I. I just. Yeah. You're right. Three and a half. I think the Cowboys are like in every other week, they're a good team. Mm. Look, we've been loving the Chargers. Cowboys went to San Diego, right? Last week, won that game. I I, I have I have no hope for you tonight, Hallis. I'm sorry. Oh, no hope. I'm I mean sorry. this I'm this sorry. is such a such a painful situation to be in. I mean, I really hate both these teams. Really hate them both. I mean, and and I just I pray for a zero zero tie. That would be the best outcome. Yes. Just a dreadful, terrible game, game where nobody can do anything. It ends up zero zero, and everybody feels awful about themselves the next day. Um, 
And I got to say, House, you make it tough, but I really do hate the Cowboys more than the Eagles. You, you, you push me. You're pushing me there. But I think I hate to say it. I think the Cowboys are going to steamroll the Eagles tonight. Who's given up the least amount of points so far after three games in the NFL? Ooh. Least amount of points after three games. Is it the Browns? It's the Eagles. They've only played well, two. I was going to say. Oh, they've only played two. All right. But still, yeah, they've we'll only played it. two games. They've only played two <laughs> yeah. games. But in two games, they've given up 23 points. Their defense I think is playing it's a divisional well. game. I think it's not going to be a blowout. I think it's closer than you think. And I think it's I think it's a ball game in the fourth quarter. Yep. It's going to be a track. I think the Cowboys will pull away. There's really, really good receivers on the field tonight. And I think it's going to be a track meet. We'll see. I think it's going to be tough for us to pull this one off. Um, we don't. It, we always seem to lose a close one in Dallas, so we'll see. Dallas is all right. House, House, give us, uh, give us the Plaxico locked up standings, and then let's go around the horn here. Yeah. I have got, I have got great news for our listeners. <laughs> we are not, we are not as feared. Zero right, fifteen. We are not zero right. fifteen. We now have real divisional standings. In I was sort bottom- of hoping we would be zero fifteen. Still, I thought it would be <laughs> sure more exciting. <laughs> at the bottom of the division are three teams tied at 0 and 3. <laughs> Unfortunately, Bison who took Washington plus 9 lost moved to 0 and 3. Pope who took the Chiefs minus 6 and a half moved to 0 and 3 and House who took the Raiders minus 3 and a half turned to 0 and 3. But we have first time winners. Congrats to yeah. the leaders. <laughs> Congrats to the leaders. I feel like you guys are like the first Americans winning the division at seven and nine. Killing it. At, oh. <laughs> at, at one and two leading the division, we've got Rooster taking the Cardinals minus seven and a half and covering and another huge spread covering at minus seven and a half. Imagine taking the Panthers minus seven and a half and winning, but Milk did just that. And you guys are in the lead, which is why as we turn to week four, we're going to take our division winners to go first. Rooster, you are up. All right. I sh- I know I should take the Chiefs over the Eagles, but I'm going to leave that one to you, House. You should take that. Um, I'm going to stick at minus seven and a half and take the Titans over the Jets. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. On the road. Milk. <sighs> okay. Um, I really like this game. I know this is a homer pick but you're not going to put Tom Brady back home and it's not going to be a double digit victory. Mac Jones, three picks. They look terrible on Sunday. The bucks are pissed off after Sunday's loss and Brady back in new England, six and a half. No, 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 no. Lock of the week bucks by at least 10 to 14. Wow. Okay. I just we're seeing a trend here that Milk has taken the Bucks two out of four weeks, Homer. Oh, uh, um, by the way, we'll have Antonio Brown back and uh, probably a defensive guy. All right, before we go to you, Bison, we have a long distance dedication from Brian Pope on the south of France. Fancy Boy has got the Saints minus eight this week against the Giants at home. Should be a layup cool. for the Saints. Pope's wow. got Saints minus eight at home. Bison, what do you have? I yeah, I'm sorry to do it to you, House, but You're I'm doing taking the, football the Chiefs. Team. I'm, no, I'm taking the Chiefs, giving the Eagles the beatdown. 
Chiefs giving six and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs in that one. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's probably going to be a good call in a short week coming back. But uh, the the Minnesota Vikings should be three and zero. They've lost two games by a combined total of four points at the very last minute of the game. They're a, they're a decent team, and I I just don't. I know the Browns are good and they have a good defense, but the Vikings are tough at home, and I think they win straight up. The Vikings are getting one and a half, and I'm going to take the Vikings in week for getting one and a half at home from the Cleveland Browns. So there you have it. That is the Plaxico Burris locks of the week. Wow. Right. So I'm that surprised us, nobody uh, took the, the football team or the Bengals. Uh, well, I mean, we've taken the football uh, team now every single week and lost. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping that. we'd keep that streak alive. All right, but now look, we gotta we're gonna move on from football here. But before we do that, we gotta check in with our foreign correspondent, House. You you mentioned them. Uh, let's hear from uh, one B Pope. All right, here's my fucking report from deep in Frenchy country where. They are hanging their head low after getting their ass kicked by the USA in the Ryder Cup. Go boys. Great showing. Lots to think about between now and Italy for the Euros. I'm telling you, they're down and they got to figure it out. Great day here. You can see by my hat. Went to Monaco. Actually drove on the Monte Carlo Grand Prix race circuit. Uh, did a couple laps around with our driver. Uh, walked down the promenade where all the yachts are, went in the casino, took it all in. Great fucking day. And got this to say, Cowboys going to win tonight. Don't even think it's going to be close. And I think the Braves are going to hold off the Phils and take the National League East. That's my report. I don't have a fucking lasso. I don't want to punch anybody. Love you guys. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. You, you, cannot, you cannot get analysis like that. Anywhere else, just, they are down and they got to figure it out. They got to figure it. They'll figure it out. He's had, a, right. he's had a couple glasses of Chardonnay. Yeah, let's baby. Go, let's 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 go right into a little Ryder Cup action with that. Uh, House, what do you got? Well, listen. After all that doom and gloom report last week from Pope that we had no chance, we'd pick the wrong course. We weren't a team. We didn't love each other. They were bringing in steeled guys who had done this before. Holy crap, what a bitch slap in that Ryder Cup weekend. An absolute domination, record-setting, 19-9 to win for the USA. Broke the record of 18.5 points in 1979. Way to go, Steve Stricker. What a captain. These young guns were insane. The rookies went 12-2-2. Captain's pick Scotty Scheffler took down the seemingly unbeatable John Rahm in singles, 4-3. and three. Colin Morikawa, another rookie, tied uh, for his match. He's halved his match for us to clinch. Uh, he was incredible. In, in the end, pure talent beat out aged veterans and if you take away spain there is no contest even at all i really gotta tip the hat to dustin johnson our oldest player age 37 went five and oh 
Um, and, you know, he's been a lot of pain from losing the major in the whistling straights. You'll remember when he wasn't sure whether or not it was a bunker and he rested his club in that, that famous uh, major defeat. He absolutely was on fire. Um, we obviously could have done it even without it, but DJ set the tone. He was unstoppable. It's time to put Ian Poulter out to pasture. Lee Westwood, Paul Casey, they're done. Um, the USA was fantastic. The course was amazing. The spirit was amazing. And now the U.S. has uh, to turn it around and hope that in two years at the Marco Simone course in Rome, Italy, they can win the Ryder Cup on foreign soil for the first time in 30 years. They haven't done it in 1993. Is it, is it two years or one year? It's going to be in 2023 now, in two years. Italy oh, it is going to be. Yeah, Italy in 20 – Back to two years, Italy in 23, and then Beth Page Black. Imagine that zoo right outside of New York, uh, 2025. But for now, we celebrate. The Ryder Cup is ours. And this team, as Steve Stricker said, I kind of agree with him. This is the greatest Ryder Cup team of all time. I think you missed the, you missed the biggest accomplishment of that team, though. This team and the performance got Brooksy and Bryson <laughs> – to hug, to hug it out at the end, which might out. be the most, the biggest accomplishment of the weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just tell you right now that is both my Ted Lasso and punchable face moment. I wish they had hugged it out, and then one of them took a step back and slugged the other one right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, would have yeah. been awesome because that's that was just uh, a little too much. Anybody? Hey, how about Tony Finau too? Tony Finau, yeah, great. I mean, I was so happy for Finau and Morikawa. I love those two guys. I think this is going to just launch their career up to a whole nother level, both of them. I really like the, uh, that moment with uh, Stricker, his interview. I mean, that emotion and him starting to cry, you know, when they asked him about uh, where he said it was his major. He said, I'd never had a major and this was my major. Uh, really emotional moment. All the players were hugging him. I mean, that was just really, really, we really came together and I didn't think we would. I thought there was a lot of issues uh, and they just looked so much better. I mean, it wasn't even close. Just a really powerful performance. Missing from that audio clip of Pope was his apology to the Ryder Cup team. I mean, he was, he pretty much buried those guys uh, a week ago. And and, uh, I would have thought that he'd he'd be a bigger man than that and probably issue an apology on the pod. Maybe, Maybe next week. I don't know. Who got more hammered last night, Pope or Dustin Johnson? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give Dustin Johnson a nod there. That was a great interview that you sent. They, they asked <laughs> Dustin Johnson, you're the old guy. Do you think you can keep up with these guys partying? <laughs> what did he say, Milk? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and those and all those younger guys were like, I'm not messing with him. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's God right. No part happen. of that. <laughs> run into a buzzsaw. Forget that. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. Well, congrats to the USA. Great job on the Ryder Cup. Uh, it was it was definitely a great environment, too. It was the watching it on TV was a lot of fun because the the crowd was so into it. Um, it was great. So, Bill, give us a quick uh, college football update. Well, actually, I was just going to address something with you on this, uh, Nace, because Let's see here. I, I think okay. three weeks ago in our preview, uh, three or four weeks ago in our preview podcast, you were 
demolishing college football as uh, being completely boring and predictable. Um, yes. Let's see here. Clemson is about to be unranked. Ohio State is gone. They're, they're, both their seasons are over. Right now we have we've got Bama and Georgia at the top. I get that. We have Oregon at number three, Penn State and Iowa at four and five, Cincinnati at eight. This is a, a really a transitional season in college football. It's really exciting if you're not, not watching it. And I would say if you're going to watch one football game all season in college football, it is this Saturday. Ole Miss, Alabama, they might put up 6,000 points, literally. Uh, that's going to be an unbelievable environment. And if Bama goes down there, I mean, geez, we might have – it's really going to get interesting. But it's crazy. If, I mean, no one predicted any of this. Certainly if Bama, no goes, if Bama goes down there, I will say college football is interesting. And they might go down. If they weren't at home, I would say the really good chance. But look, I, I, I think this is really this is a this is an interesting season. You've got Arkansas in the top 10 taking out AM. I mean, a lot of teams you just don't see. And um I I just want to see how it plays out. I, I think we should ha- we can have some, you know, if Penn State keeps playing the way they're playing, they're gonna make the playoff. I wish be- that I could. I wish that I could have a college football lock of the week instead because I would absolutely take Ole Miss getting 14 and a half at Alabama. I love it. I love that pick. No, what is Notre Dame ranked after the pace thing they put on they're, Wisconsin? They're ranked in the top 10. They're they're 10. Oh, that was impressive though. Yeah. That was an that was Notre Dame's oh, best sorry win in a long for all time you Notre there. Dame haters out there. Do you have to bring it up? But they're looking it's good. Kind of sucks. They're unranked. They, not they almost suck. lost they're to Florida team. State. Who's 0 and 4? Just get them out of there. They suck. Was there any chance Milk wasn't getting through this podcast without saying Florida State was 0 and 4? I had to bring them in there. I don't, did you guys, is everyone aware of this? 0 and 4? They may not win one game. They're going to win one game all year. Notre Dame is going to get, Notre Dame is going to get pasted this weekend by Cincinnati, just by the way. That's going to be interesting. Cincinnati's out for blood against Brian Kelly. Hey, Oregon, Penn State. Iowa, those are shockers right now. I mean, Penn State, maybe not that much, but watch out. This is going to get very well, interesting. Let's see. Prove me wrong, college football. Prove me wrong. All right. Going on to something else that's heating up and that's uh, is always interesting and exciting, Major League Baseball. Uh, we are down the home stretch here. The postseason races are on fire uh, we will at least acknowledge that the Rays have clinched the AL East. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Congrats, thank you. Milk. Did Let's we win another? Did we it. win something Let's, else? Cheaters. Let's see what you can do with it. Um, the Yankees. Rooster, uh, big series. Fuego. Big series, huh? Just swept the Sox uh, to take over the wild card position. Um, yeah, the Yankees are looking good. They're 89 and 67. And they're uh, they and the Red Sox are fighting it out for the two wild card spots. I think I think the Yankees are in the driver's seat. Um, Toronto's li- still there. I like it. Toronto's still there, but they're well, two games back in the loss column, and they yeah. have a tough. They have a pretty tough. The Mariners and the A's are technically still in it for the wild card, but I think it's down to the Yankees and the Red Sox. 
which would be really exciting. And and so here's, are the Yankees why, here's why. at Toronto now. Aren't the Yankees at Toronto right now? I, I, yeah, I think so. But here's what's going on with the Yankees. Um, Stanton is back in a groove and and hitting bombs every almost every night. And Judge is also hitting. And they when those two guys are hitting at the same time, yeah, that's a powerful, powerful lineup. Uh, and it hadn't happened much in the last two years. But right now, they haven't been healthy. On. Yeah. They haven't both been healthy at the same time. Right now, much, they're right? both on. The Yankees are getting pretty decent spot pitching from a bunch of no name starters or has been starters. And Cole is now starting to pitch really well again. And they got Severino back. Um, off the injured reserve list and he's pitching really well in relief. So uh, if Chapman can keep his stuff under control, I think the Yankees are going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Well, I'd like to see Toronto get into the playoffs, but it's hard not to root for a Yankees Red Sox one game, right. one game, uh, one game. Right. right. I mean, that, that yep. that's, that's pretty special when you get that. So Boston, How about- has, Boston has six, Boston has six at the Orioles and then at the nationals while the Yankees and blue Jays beat each other's brains out. I mean, Boston at least has a scheduling advantage right now. Yeah, they do. They're playing the they Orioles do. six times. No, no. At the Orioles, three. then at the, at the oh, X three. Okay. Three. Yeah. How about well, this? We've talked about, we've talked about, you have to win 90 games. Um, how about this? The, the Dodgers have won a hundred games and maybe a wild card team. Yeah, yeah, that division is strong. And by the way, and, is there anyone you don't want to play other than the Cardinals? How about the St. Louis Cardinals? Right. We owe right. we owe a, a little uh, mea culpa to Tad Thomas, a, a longtime listener who uh, who took us to task for not for jumping over the Cardinals a week ago. They were in the midst of the streak, but what we were really doing, Tad, was we knew they were going to get to sixteen in a row. So we just thought we'd wait a week until they were at that 16 number. It wasn't that we were overlooking it. We just knew they had a bunch more coming. It really hurts after winning 16 in a row, and then you get into the one-game playoff, and then they shit the bed. Well, then so you, good, and you oh, have to play the Dodgers. Oh, <laughs> like, congrats, now you get to play LA. You mean with good the luck. Reds? One-game playoff with the Reds? Good luck to, Listen, Tad. Good luck well, to Tad Thomas and the St. Louis Cardinals. And on that point, though, I mean, you know, you're right that the the Giants, who have been the best team in baseball all season, record-wise, you know, they're only two in front of the Dodgers. They could end up in that wild card spot and lose one game and go home after having the best record. Yeah, but the right Dodgers the play the Dodgers play the Padres and the Brewers from here on out. That's a tough schedule. That's the a tough uh, schedule. the Giants play the Padres and the Diamondbacks, so they should have the advantage. Well, this could be fun. These are these are some close races, and there's some intriguing matchups in there. Um, so definitely keep an eye on, on Major League Baseball. But I'm going to throw a um, another thing in here that I want to talk about for Major League Baseball before we get you know into the postseason. And it's going to be I'm going to be taken to task for being a homer on this, but that's okay. I'm going to do it. Um, if you're not paying attention to what Juan Soto is doing right now as a hitter. There you really go. are. Well, this this is serious. Though. This is historic what this kid is doing right now. Let, let's start off with the fact that he's 22 years old. I mean, he is a baby. And I, I want to read a stat to you. This is a couple days old now. But Soto has taken 131 walks and struck out only 84 times. 
So here's a list of batters who have finished the season with at least 130 walks and fewer than 100 strikeouts. Babe Ruth in his age 25 season, Ted Williams in his age 22 season, Mickey Mantle, 25, Ted Williams, 23, Juan Soto right now, 22, and Eddie Yost at 23. That's it. That's the entire list. Um, what Soto is doing with the, the mastery of the strike zone that he has really is um, unprecedented at, at this stage of the game. Um, he is probably the most gifted hitter we've seen, maybe going back to Miggy, I, I guess, is probably the last person who comes to mind as being just such a pure hitter. And, you know, it's he's Tony on a Gwynn. terrible team. What about Tony Gwynn? Well, yeah, that, that's going back even longer. But, yeah, sure, that that's that's a good comparison. I mean, right now, from a statistical standpoint, he is right on pace with Ted Williams, uh, who many say is the greatest pure hitter to ever play the game. So, um, you know, he's on a terrible team. He's not going to be in the postseason. Uh, and there's certainly other great young players in the game. But really, what Soto is doing right now is is historic. So I just well, want speaking to about there. that division in which there's not a single team that has a chance of winning ninety games. Um, House, who do you think is going to come out on top, Braves or the Phillies? Well, I think it's too tall of an order right now. I mean, we got it down to a game and a half, and then Saturday night, uh, the Phillies had a shot uh, to get it down to a half a game. The Padres were up 8-7 in the ninth, and the closer, the best closer in baseball, Mark Melanson, had two outs and couldn't hold a save. And that changed, really, the entire end of the season. Now the Phillies are coming into Atlanta, down two and a half. We basically have to sweep there and then hold off with the Marlins. Yeah, but, yeah, but you the play season. the Marlins. The, the, the Braves play the Mets after your series. Well, the I'd Mets much rather too. play the Marlins. The Mets, the Mets suck too, and the Mets are going to be well, ready for the golf. The course Mets are that, the, that weekend, the Mets. Right? The Mets are going to play the Braves tough, though. I think. Okay, but but Rooster, if we let's say we take two out of three, we're still leaving there down one and a half, and that means we have to sweep the Marlins and and the Mets have to lose win twice. I mean, it's just the the, the Braves would have to go one and three in each of the next series, and I I don't see it happening, but. We'll see. We, we have to be on fire. There's going to be some good pitching matchups down in Atlanta. Uh, our bullpen was historically bad. We've blown more than 30 saves this year. We broke a record in, in Major League Baseball with giving up 32 out home runs. Uh, excuse me, 32 strike home, 30 02 count home runs. Um, it's just we have a bad bullpen and too little. I, I, listen, Soto, I just want to say this about Soto. He's very, very, it, it's very, very, it's a lot of talent at age 22. And he deserves a lot of accolades. But I think it's a little blown out of proportion. It's one half of the season. He's a great young player. I don't think we should enshrine him in the hall yet. But would I want to start a new baseball team with Juan Soto? Absolutely. That's for sure. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. <laughs> I, hold on, real quick. I just, I just got a text message from one of our longtime listeners in, in Atlanta. He wanted me to tell House this my ass. His name's Brandon Smith. Do you know him? Yeah, I'm sorry. Cricket Wireless uh, inter- yeah, interrupted. Yeah. Take and your we, head out of the garbage can and say that again. 
Yeah. He, one of our longtime listeners in Atlanta, uh, who's listening to the show live right now, uh, texted me and said uh, he wanted me to tell House in preparation of this series this week to kiss his ass. Mm. And that's right. it. Well, that was the text. Well, that seems like a good a good segue into uh, House. <laughs> who's your Who's your punchable face of the week? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, we're going to we are going to stay with baseball. And somebody on our SMQBs might not be very happy about this punchable face of the week. But this this past Monday night, there was a baseball game that was played in the sixth inning. A catcher named Alejandro Kirk got a rocket throw to home plate and tagged out one Kevin Kiermeyer of the Tampa Rays at home plate in the sixth inning. Yeah. Yeah. At that, at the time that happened, uh, there was a collision of sorts in the play. Kiermaier was out and out of Kirk's pants fell. What's called a pitching plan card. It's a little laminated index card shows like tells him like how, how the pitcher should throw to guys, some strategy, communication between pitcher and catcher. It's a little bit of a cheat sheet, but let me underscore, it's a secret that belongs to the Rays. It's not, doesn't go, uh, excuse me, belongs to the Blue Jays. It doesn't belong up on the scoreboard for the Rays. So what happens? Kiermaier picks it up and takes it to the dugout. And you might think, all right, maybe Kiermaier doesn't exactly know right away. He takes it with him to the dugout. The Blue Jays say, yo, he, we're missing the pitching plan card. Bat boy, go over to the dugout and go get the card back from the Rays dugout. They send over the bat boy and they tell the bat boy, scram, get lost. We're keeping the thing. Well, maybe we don't have to do a punchable face because the next night yeah. when Tampa Bay was up 7-1, they got beamed by the Blue Jays and some benches cleared a little bit. But what a piece of shit move. I mean, the Rays are already running away with the division. They've got plenty of talent. You know, they don't need this little cheat sheet from the Blue Jays. Either win on talent mm. or don't play the game. Mm. Milk, that that was just a BS move. And Bush the Rays, League. Bush League and Kevin Kiermaier and the Rays deserve this week's punch in the face. <sighs> Bam. This is ridiculous. Cheaters. Cheaters. Hey, you get, you drop something on the, not your home turf on your away field. And sorry, it's ours now. I mean, (laughs) keepers, losers, weepers. All right. Oh my God. It is rare, rare that I agree with house on anything sports related, but I am 100% with you on this. And I think though this is, this it's not like he dropped it either. Got knocked out of him in a what collision. What is he supposed to do? Hand it back, or just Back's leave it there? Just this leave it there. This is where baseball, the un- no unwritten rules. But this is where the unwritten rules do come into play, right? Like this is exactly why guys get beamed, and and I'm okay with that. I mean, really, yep. I am okay yep. with that he, in this situation. He got what was coming to him? 
And trust yeah. me, by the way, 364 days out of the year, I will punch Kevin Kiermaier in the face. You know, <laughs> you know how I feel about him. On this issue, I, I, I'm, I'm saying no. It's fine Cheaters. what he did. I wouldn't give a shit if that happened in Toronto or wherever. Yeah, you would. But yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I'm, but secretly, I'm kind of okay with you. Punching so, him. so if Bill, if Bill Belichick <laughs> decides to steal the playbook from the Bucks this weekend, you're okay with it? No, I'm not okay. That's different. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Hey, Just checking. Was I really upset when they threw at his head? Nah. <laughs> nah. All right. All right. Um, anybody, anybody else have a punchable face? No. Okay. I, well, let's do a lasso. Because I got a good one, and, and I and I like this, and and uh, this one comes from the pitch uh, over the pond, so it's it's actually really a close uh, Ted Lasso. But you know, with any lasso, a lot of times you you do have some some punchable face uh, uh, candidates as well. So I'm going to try and set this up right. A 13 year old uh, kid. Uh, who's who has uh, cerebral palsy put on a, a video online or something of him playing uh, goalie, playing a, a soccer football match as goalie. And because the world is just dark and evil and it has some horrid people in it, uh, they attacked him and, and found him uh, and made him as sort of a, of a punching bag online. I guess people do this to make themselves feel better. Uh, pick on a kid uh, who has cerebral palsy online and and really abused him. And it's really, really just horrible. Uh, There's, there's just a warm place in hell for people who, who decide that that's what they're going to do, but let's enter the heroes because that's who we want to focus on here. And that goes to, uh, and, and uh, house, you're going to have to uh, tell me if I say this wrong, but the Fulham team, um, the Fulham team saw saw this somehow, and and uh, this kid Reese Porter uh, is a Fulham fan, and the team rallied around him all week. Uh, one of the players showed up and gave him a ball before the game, and then they invited him uh, to come to the uh, to the, the the game against Bristol City on Saturday, and they made him an honorary member of the team. And when they scored a goal, the whole team went running over and jumped in the stands with this kid and gave him a hug and, and they all high fived him. And if you haven't seen the video, you should find it because it really is uh, sort of the definition of what, a, what we think is a Ted Lasso moment of a good moment in sports where the, this whole team, I mean, you know, look, let's be honest. These, these teams, these are young kids playing, right? I mean, they're young men, they're adults, but they're young. And so, to me, when you see a team or a player, a young person like that, go out of his or her way to make someone else feel special, it, it, you know, they're, they're not grown up adults yet. Right. And so it's it's particularly heartwarming to see like a young person and in this case, a whole team know that they could make a difference. And uh, it was really, you know, it wasn't meant to be an F you to the people online who harassed this kid. Uh, but it's, it's not meant that way, but in some ways it is, but more importantly, uh, it's just such a lift up for the, for, uh, uh, Reese, Reese Porter. And, um, really that's the power of sports, I think. Uh, and that's, that should be celebrated. 
Here, here. That's a great you, one. Here's the Reese Porter. Yeah, you guys yeah. know that I've done, done a lot of work with kids with special needs and coach Special Olympics. Yep. And for the most part, I can tell you that these kids don't have any cynicism in them. And so when when that Reese had that moment, he wasn't he wasn't thinking, oh, these guys just feel sorry for me. He was experiencing pure joy and will take that with him for the rest of his life. He's going to remember that for a long, long time. And it was just Amazing. really a beautiful moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Good one. Good job, team. All right, guys. Good deal. Hey, you way, have to say, quick. let's say happy 55th birthday to Brian Pope. Yes. Happy double nickel, big man. Happy we birthday, Pope. Pope. We hope happy you're having a great time in Monaco, Mr. Fancy Pants. Yeah. <laughs> happy 55th. And um, I will tell you guys right now, no need to search for a punchable face of the week next week if Miles Sanders does not get six points tonight in fantasy football. <laughs> 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 Got it out of the way.